Welcome back to another episode of the Shifting Podcast. I'm Edward Desell, and Arthur Black is back. What's up, everybody? How did your uh, sommelier <laughs> judging go in St. Louis? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> oh, really? Oh, Before this, we even get to our guests, we this, got stories. This is going to fucking happen. All right, we got to introduce our dude and like get into some shit, but circle back, because I forgot about that, and... It'd be my pleasure to, to speak to some of the um, the festivities at the Young Sommelier competition. All right, all right. Well, today we've got uh, Andre Darlington, uh, co-author of a new book called Booze and Vinyl, uh, which is super cool. Uh, I've got we got actually a couple copies on the table, but I've had mine for what a week and a half now, something like that. Where he's recommends uh, beverage pairings for uh, vinyl. Um, yeah, so. thanks for having me on, man. So yeah, it's great. real cool to have you on. But uh, let's go. Ahead. Let's come on. I can see that. No, I can see. <laughs> we gotta let this story <laughs> loose. Let's do it. Let's let this story oh, loose. Biting on my lip. Oh god. Okay. So um, all right. Set the stage. I'll try and keep this short and sweet. But it was. It ended up being a lot of fun, even though it is a lot of work. So uh, a long time ago, when I was a young professional, I'd won the best young sommelier competition in America. And uh, because I had won, uh, the, the local chapter for the, the, the Shen, the, the host of the uh, competition, invited me to judge the regionals. Um, so I'm like, all right, sure, whatever. And it was in St. Louis, and it was, I, I had to fly in and fly out. I mean, it was, you know, just bounce in, bounce out, and I didn't know any of the young candidates. Um, but I get there, and the dude who was actually proctoring the exam is... Um, uh, MW uh, by the name of, of, of Jeff um, Levitz and uh, he uh, runs Kistler for, for the US or sales for Kistler he's a good dude so he was like head judge overall proctor and then I was there to, to help and, and handle service and blind tasting and all the other stuff so we get into the day and you got to get there like 6.30 or 7 because you start tasting early and then you're listening to people taste uh, for several hours and, and it just gets kind of taxing and grueling but after that, we got to service, and as we're going through the day, you know, loosening up, and it's reflecting on my years past in competitions, and these candidates are coming in, and they're all, you know, they're younger kids and, and, and nervous, and, and it was all sweet and endearing to, to, to share some knowledge and some constructive criticism with them, but one poor kid came in during, and this is where it got funny, uh, he came in during... Uh, decantation and you kind of get like a script when you're a judge like you're supposed to ask for this kind of wine and you're supposed to ask for that kind of wine and my wines that I was assigned to ask as uh, the judge's service was I needed a Bordeaux selection for the glazed duck or whatever the theoretical pairing um, was but I also needed a Washington State Red um, so I'm reading this. I'm like, all right, here we go. Now, there's a handful of people I really don't care for in this world. <laughs> a handful. <laughs> it's getting, you know, as my heart's growing, yeah, the yeah, handful's yeah. getting smaller yeah, and smaller. After your avocado box, you're getting... After my avocado box. You're more in tune. I miss my avocado box. But um, there is one uh, person in the industry that I genuinely don't fucking care for at all. <laughs> Who shall remain unnamed? Ah, fuck it. Greg Harrington. I don't like him. <laughs> um, Who's this lucky guy? <laughs> uh, he, he's an MS, and he was a chair for a little while, and he actually owns a, a winery called Gramercy Cellars in Washington State. Sure. And, you know, he and I had some disagreements. And I, <laughs> I, I hope just, you're not doing an event there. No, I know yeah. it, though. Whatever. I, I, just, I don't fucking like him. I don't care. Uh, he knows this. But this kid comes to the table, and I'm like, ah, I need a Bordeaux selection. And, and the, the kid was like, well, how about, you know, 1995 Chateau Palmer? I'm like, all right, great. And I need something from Washington State. And he goes, well, I'm a huge fan of Gramercy Cellars. And I was like, fuck Gramercy Cellars. Like, right there in service. <laughs> I, I was like, I hate that fucking winery. He goes, but it's owned by such and such. And so I was like, I don't like him either. I need another recommendation. <laughs> My fucking co-judge, Jim W., is just cracking up. He's just, and the poor kid. He's like frozen. He's like, oh, I yeah. didn't expect oh a God. customer <laughs> to say this. Yeah. I didn't expect to say it. It was just knee-jerk response. It's special surly yeah. customer training. Yeah. Well, like, right, yeah, exactly. There's, there's, there's a part when of an asshole sits in your yeah. section. There's, there's, Which is going to happen. You're, you're and especially at competitions. It's competition. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you some of the shit I've been told during competitions by judges that you just roll through. And But this poor kid, I just was like, nope, not happening. <laughs> He's a dick. I hate the fucking wines. We're going to stop this right now. 
<laughs> so um, my that's other, hilarious, man. Oh, and there were like three or four other people that were in the room observing, and they were laughing their asses off. And then I had been spent enough time with everybody for the day to where I knew that like I wasn't out of bounds. Like they they, they could tell I'm kind of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, the dude makes another recommendation. I'm like, ah, oh, that's fine. And he recommended like Leonetti Sangiovese or something for the prep. And I don't care if it goes well or not. Thank you for your, your time. Have a good day. Next kid comes in. It's time to read the script. And I was like, I need a Bordeaux selection. I also need something from Washington State. Don't fucking recommend Gramercy Cellars. <laughs> and again, this kid kind of starts freaking out. And I'm like, it's, it's cool. Just give me another wine. So that was really funny. Um... But it, I'm um, glad I'm not a, one of these yeah. young sommeliers with Arthur, <laughs> Arthur sitting on the other side of that table. Oh, dude, they, man, everyone, they've gotten a lot easier. Like, I was looking through the examination, and, like, the blind wines that we poured them were, were all relatively easy wines, and, I mean, I... A lot of tail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, no uh, off-varietals. Yeah, this, this wine is crap and crap and crap. Um, but, um... Now, not to like force a segue here, but I am curious because we talked about Andre's book with the booze and vinyl. Is it strictly booze in this book? I mean, I, we're There's getting beer. Way, we're like beer four, for sure. four levels beyond where we're going to start at. Yeah, but like, yeah, I was yeah. just curious if, if you've uh, no, we that. back up to a little bit. We do. There's a little bit of a sangria, a little bit of wine in there, okay. and definitely some beer in there. There's like a Yorsh in there, which is basically like vodka and beer. Be like the next book, I guess. It's, it's, it's <laughs> called How to Get There. But wine, <laughs> wine and vine, all. Right, yeah, that's uh, a fucking product. play on words. Trademark, yeah. go. trademark, trademark. <laughs> yeah, don't let him steal that for the next. I know, book. I bet there are actually. I've seen in a couple cities. There's these like wine and vinyl nights where people like pair. It's already begun. I mean, we are living through the apocalypse. So, so it's like anything a bunch you can of people think of, sitting around yeah. saying that, talking about their snobby wine stuff. They're drinking Gramercy Cellars. Well, they're also listening to ACDC. In addition to like talking about how like. Music only sounds good in analog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sounds like the most it's pretentious. And Sebastian and Shannon Blanc all the way, you know. <laughs> but, but I mean, you, you are covering two topics that do in, engender a degree of fanaticism. It's true. People, like yeah. I don't, I don't know when vinyl. hobbies collide. <laughs> yeah, like but the people that I know that know vinyl, yeah. though. I mean, they're they're fucking that, junkie. I mean, Chris. Yeah. That was my point. I was like, you get two. Those are two really opinionated kind of genres. Like, yes. of, like the vinyl collectors <laughs> and then the wine geeks. And it's like putting those two things together. I can only imagine the conversations yeah. that happen in those rooms like cocktails too you. cocktails uh, for sure right. engenders yeah, I mean, that kind of crazy like what's your build on your whatever <laughs> mm-hmm. you gotta I mean, know obviously it. that's not uh, lost on us <laughs> like your homemade right. syrups right <laughs> the irony sure. of us saying that exact thing your macerated Himalayan salt <laughs> Well, you've been on tour with this book, right? Yeah, we've, so, we're going. In the, the book launched on Tuesday, uh, a few days before Record Store Day. We were in New York, um, hanging out with Michael Skernick. Speaking of wine, um, we go. supported our book out there, and then we were in Philadelphia for uh, Record Store Day, and then we've been making our way here to Indy. Right on, so man. we did Baltimore, Pittsburgh, uh, Columbus, Cincy, and Indy today. What did you have? Uh, what did you have to drink last night? Uh, we always la- start every episode. La- we're going to put you on the spot. Last night, uh, we were at this really cool place in Cincy, and they did five cocktails from the book, oh, cool. including um, we. So we made up a, or, or we improved upon the fishbowl, the classic blue awful drink we all drank too much of in college. Nice. You guys are looking at each other like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I tend yeah. to try to forget those <laughs> I know. nights. So we did one with fresh juices and whatnot, and this bar actually made this fishbowl, which blew me out of the water because you know it's seven, eight, eight what ingredients. Was the bar? It was second place. Okay. Yeah, they were super cool, and then they made a frosé too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a, fro- a rose, you know, a, a frozen, frozen machine, rose. and yeah. uh, we did a frosé. Uh, they did a couple other um, cocktails as well. Awesome, they did a Joy man. Division cocktail and uh, something else. So, so it, was it was fantastic. A cool yeah, it was super cool. It's always great when you walk into a bar and they're like, the bartender's like. We made drinks from your book, like right awesome, on. so I mean, great. It makes sense, right? And then you and then you immediately try them all and make sure that the builds are right. <laughs> sure, right? Check. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're not first, you're last. Yeah, exactly. Second second uh, so no, we've had a great, great tour so far. Um, we've got a really super cool this Crosley Cruiser. So last year they went and did. Uh, I think 30 some cities with Dogfish Head. So they had this cruiser that they take to Firefly and uh, you know Governor's Island and all the other kind of festivals. Uh, so we paired up with them and are riding across the country. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. Did you have anything to drink last night, Arthur? 
Um, I just had tea, man. Yeah, I know. Um, that's, that's your jam right now. Yeah, so I'm still kind of drying out. Um, at least every the consumption is way down. Yeah, no. Um, but I, I had a, like a I mean, two, three good. hour. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. They're <laughs> handsome. <laughs> um, I had a sake thing yesterday for a few hours. So, I mean, I tasted a few sakis during the day. And, right on. Uh, I got to go get my second go of LASIK eye surgery here in a couple hours. And I'm probably going to drink when I get done with that to fucking knock me down. Is there so. a cocktail pairing time, for that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, whatever's, like, strongest and easy to spot. You know, give me, give me orange bottles so I can fucking see It's a bright cocktail. Yeah, the, the healing process is grueling, man. And they, they like... You know, put you through this process, and you're immediately just supposed to go down and crash and sleep. And everyone that listens to this knows that I'm insomniac. So, like the first oh. time I had the surgery, they give you like a muscle relaxer, and I could snort that shit and walk a straight <laughs> line. You know, like this isn't going to do anything to me. So I, I did like the muscle relaxer. I went home, took two Xanax, and drank a bottle of white he's, wine. I still he's not kidding. I still that is a, there's that's a cocktail. I was still up. <laughs> yeah. You know, what do you pair with three Xanax <laughs> and a <laughs> bottle of white wine? Oh, and I don't mean like I I sipped my white wine with some canapes <laughs> post surgery. I mean, I fucking just tipped it upside down, like yeah. with the intent of just I can vouch out. that he drinks like that at night to try to go to sleep because well, when not we, anymore. When thank we, you. No, not anymore. <laughs> but we were in Alsace. Oh, right. We went to. Uh, we thought you were going to get a drink of that yeah, bottle. Yeah, we went to Domain Weinbach. He waits uh, till I go to yeah. sleep. He can't sleep. I wake up the next morning. And all I the find wine's an gone. empty bottle of Weinbach in the trash can. I'm like, you motherfucker. That's hardcore. It was going on crew, too. But it's only yes. 11 and 12% <laughs> alcohol. Yeah, you're like, you this know. does nothing. Exactly. You shouldn't even. We could have shared that. And strangely, early yeah, hit that the mouthwash, man. <laughs> I lost my wallet. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, right. Which I eventually got back. I'm in a weird uh, tasting thing right now. I'm, I'm, I had. Last night I just had like a tea punch, which obviously not that uh, uncommon Weird for me to wrap right, yeah. up an evening. But while well, you're opening a tiki place, right? In the midst of so. even opening the tiki bar, or at least getting it constructed, <laughs> I wouldn't quite say we're opening it <laughs> right. yet. But um, so we've been doing menu testing and stuff. So yeah. it's like uh, had a really great drink at uh, Three Dots and a Dash the last two weekends in a row. Sweet. Um, yeah. And Kevin Berry's man, he's just killing it up there. Yeah. And so. We've been recreating one bar. of his drinks uh, called the Aloha Felicia, which okay. is amazing. Yep. I've had that drink. Um, it's so it's, good. Yep. It? It's so good. And then um, also... Um, That's some fun research. Kind of a um, a fog cutter riff. Uh, cool. we, it's actually more like a riff on a Viking fog cutter cool. uh, using Aquavit instead. Um, so kind of paring that down and working on I got that. A so we're tasting tiki, a lot. I got but, in a little tiki on this trip at um, Hidden Harbor. Oh, right on. That's yeah. uh, Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which was a super cool I place. I haven't out there yet. I need to, get, I need to check yeah, out there. It I've was, heard a lot it of people. You great. haven't been there? No, I've heard a lot. I, dude, I haven't been to Pittsburgh in like 20 years. I've never been to Pittsburgh, man. I hadn't been in years. It's the Andy a cool Warhol town. Museum was awesome. I've heard good things about it. And Tiki. That's it. It's it's now Warhol and Tiki. No, it's got a great... Warhol and Tiki. I'm moving there now. I'm not a big Warhol dude. It's even if you're not, it's one of those museums that's done so well that's like, all right, this is cool. You walk I, through I, and you I get it. I would still like to see it for sure. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. I never got the fucking soup can thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we, you're we, not a Brillo box yeah, guy. Well, you can read into it, but, you know, wow, it's a white canvas with a red dot. No, yeah. it's the fucking flag of Japan, okay? It's, <laughs> it's, it's not some, like, you know, modern interpretation of, you know, unrest in society. Yeah, jackass. it's not exactly a soul-searching uh, art. It's more, yeah, like a, it's more like a stamp. Call me old-fashioned. <laughs> I don't know. So, but uh, Tiki segue to back to, to vinyl. So, Med's um, partner at their new Tiki place, Chris, uh, Coy is a buddy of ours, and um, he's like crazy into vinyl to the to the extent where like we would you be can't on trips. even walk through his house. Have you been no. to his house? No, no, you I can't didn't. walk through it. He has aisles like carved out. Oh wow! Yeah, his furniture but, is basically vinyl. Yeah, we, we would crash out after a night of partying, partying in some city at like five a.m. and he would get up at eight to like go get the doors open. Well, at that, nine. Was that was in Miami. So right? Miami Rum Renaissance uh, was always. Historically, uh, until this year, they've changed it, but it was always over record store day. Okay. So we would go out and just get obliterated with the rum family, right? Sure. You know, everybody's all in town, and yeah, yeah, he's not wrong. I mean, we would close the deuce down at like 5 o'clock in Miami, and then at 7 o'clock, he's like up, Waiting in line. And he's gone down to the record store, and he's shipping everything back to himself, oh, you know, in Indianapolis. And no, yeah. thanks. I love that fanaticism, though. I mean, those are the people that kind of keep that part of the industry going and get bring the enthusiasm and excitement. And yeah, totally. It's always man. fun. So, like, what... What was the inspiration for this book? Well, I guess before we get ahead of ourselves here, yeah, we need I mean, to learn some more about this. Character. I would say right, like so. You, this is not your first book. 
third book. So first book was The New Cocktail Hour, which came out in 2016. We took us a couple years to write. That was also on Running Press. Your first book came out just two years ago, and yeah. now you're four books in? I'm three, yeah, three in. Oh, three yeah, in, so okay. So it's three books in four years, basically. Jeez. Um, the, the, the release was a little bit delayed, so we had, we had two in one, one year. Uh, yeah, it's been fast and furious. We, what was funny is I had a cocktail column um, back in the day, but I'd actually become uh, more of a wine writer. And my sister writes about cheese, and we pitched a cheese and wine book, of course. We're like, all right, you do half the book, I'll do half the book. <laughs> and the publisher said, we love your voice, we love that you're siblings, but can you write a cocktail book for us? And we're like, okay, let's sure, do it. Sure. So we spent two years on that. She was in Philadelphia. I was in Madison, Wisconsin at the time. So we both built up our wet bars and basically wrote a book on Google Hang uh, for a couple years. And then after that, we did a book for Turner Classic Movies called Movie Night Menus, which pairs um, you know, cocktails from uh, you know, classic movies. So are all the and uh, then, books co-written with your sister? Yeah, yeah all these which, three books. Which, unfortunately, she wasn't able to make it yep. today because we're uh, sitting down before her flight arrived. Yep, exactly. So. so I've been doing a few of these legs on, on my own here. She teaches, and it's right in the middle of finals. Ah, uh, gotcha. So. <laughs> Did you have a cocktail for the movie Rocky? We did. Oh, oh my God, he's yeah. Good. Give it to well, me. Well, we what definitely did. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. All right. What are I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, we definitely do a cheesesteak as the food pairing. We do what a very good cheese. Conan was not in there. All right, what no. about Dune? Dune's not in there. The, those aren't TCM movies. Oh, uh, yeah, that, yeah, was, yeah. that was part of it. Even though they weren't totally prescriptive, they were like, you won't find a movie that's not ours. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> like, At least it was kind of true. Yeah. We kind of developed our list, and then we were like, oh, we should check and make sure these are TCM, and of course they all were. Hmm. Um, but it, it basically goes up. We have Rocky. It goes up through like Moonstruck, I think, is the most recent movie. We do some Woody Allen movies. Movie, man. Yeah. And then it goes back to... Um, you know, basically some really, really Did you guys ever see What's Up, Tiger Lily? And oh, Woody so Allen? good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. That was fucking so brilliant. <laughs> one of the best, the really. One of the early ones. Secret yeah. recipe. <laughs> I love the idea of the booze and vinyl because, like, it... Obviously, now that's a... You know, people are very much chasing after vinyl again. We talked about records tour day numerous yeah. times already. But, like, it's also kind of calls back to that mid-century, like, listening parties, right? Yeah, I feel like the vinyl, you know, just handling vinyl, feeling it, the album art, there's something, like, really tactile about it. The albums feel like they have more of, like, a history. Like, Fucking hipster. Terroir, if you will. <laughs> and the cocktails are kind of the same, right? Everybody's back into these old cocktails that have these stories to them and bringing back these cool ingredients that are gone. So they kind of have this, like similar synergy analog thing going on in a way. Yeah, no, totally. Um, uh, I've been, I mean, I was, there was a lot funny. of overlap between I the mentioned, fans. Um, I think I sent you an email or, or maybe it was just a tag, but like looking through this book, like everybody on my staff, when I walked into uh, one of our restaurants with this, immediately, because it's a really cool cover. Yeah. It's a great um, looking book. Yeah, that's and Josh, everybody Josh immediately, McDonald, he's amazing. They gravitated towards the book immediately and started pulling up. And it, and it oh, just awesome. created, like, what I thought was really interesting about the book is the conversations that it created. Because yeah. it was like, people disagreeing with you oh, and yeah. agreeing with you. But, like, the conversation, like, just starting that, like, well, if I was listening to Bruce Springsteen, I would be drinking this or that. And, like, yeah. it's kind of a very interesting, weird conversation to start, like, opening up with, with everyone. And... I, I don't know if that was an intended effect that just to kind of start the dialogue. Oh, totally. Of- yeah, it's just an inspo book, right? I mean, it's like this is what I drink to it. We did a lot of research trying to figure out what we were going to pair with what. Sometimes we struck gold. Um, like with Blondie, we found the original menu from Max's Kansas City in New York. And there was a Blondie cocktail on there, which the build is just a, a golden Cadillac. But it says something cheeky about Blondie. And we're like, this is, this is amazing. We've got, we want to have Blondie in the book. And this Blondie cocktail is what the band would have been drinking at the time. So there's some cool stuff like that. Otherwise, there's lots of puns. Or with this book, we really wanted to have a lot of two and three ingredient cocktails to keep it real simple for people that were having friends over. Um, So some of it was a pairing job. We're like, we know there's going to be an old fashioned in this book because there has to be. And And given these books. If I'm right, right, I remember that old fashioned was Tom Waits. Yes, right? (laughs) They're like, it has to be Tom Waits. You know, though, so that that was one of the ones for me. Um, and it's even on my Instagram profile uh, at the end. I always think of the line from uh, Get Behind the Mule. Yeah. Like, stirring my brandy with a nail. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yep. I love that line. <laughs> just to just re- Such recalls. a great drinking album. I mean, that guy just writes for drinkers. <laughs> yeah, so, well, he did. Until, like, yeah. when he, when yeah, he, he met Kathleen Brennan, it was yeah. totally different story. Yeah. But, uh, well, although, I, having said that, Get Behind the Mule was after yeah. he, he got married. But 
Yeah, I mean, the piano has been drinking and <laughs> jockey full of bourbon. And yep. Yeah, exactly. Every, every Lyric after lyric is, is booze-based. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think you're hitting on something. I mean, I like this notion of, like, that's a great drinking album. You know, you think about things you do with certain friends, you know, foodie friends that, that share food taste or, or beverage taste. Um, and it's the same thing with, with, with music as, as far as something that, like, will we'll set the stage for a solid memory. Um, yeah. There are certain people I could hang out and listen to music with and just drink and not like, fuck Sorry, you, I'm, No, 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 I'm not laughing. <laughs> I just, I flashed back to us driving like full tilt through all us listening to NWA. <laughs> NWA, <laughs> fuck yeah. That's man. great. We it, had a There's a pairing right there. It couldn't, it, it, it couldn't have been better, man. And then I like, think we were, we were driving through, where was it? Uh, oh, I can't even remember. Well, Rochefair? I think it was called Rochefair. There's only, right, there's only 400 uh, towns between. 19 <laughs> fucking villages in Alsace. Um, but like, yeah, we were driving somewhere north up the the, the route to Vin, and NWA was playing, and then we stopped to to lubricate again and get some more wine and some food, and then Ed stepped on a cat, <laughs> uh, just like out of nowhere. Is all we're like looking over this literally, literally not a like, he, he, like actually stepped, he stepped my cat. on a fucking cat. Well, we were at this little like <laughs> you know, vi- in this village. Was it declawed or was this a? No, it took <laughs> no. off. Thank God, because I do have a phobia of like angry cats, and I thought it was like just the most fucked up sneeze because I just heard this like <laughs> I heard this like <laughs> you know, and I was like, damn. Like you, I've man. had a lot of Riesling. I know, and then he was like, "It's a fucking cat," and I looked like thirty feet away, and there's a cat just evil eyeing Ed. Oh yeah, and, uh, like hair up, looking at me like, "Dude, I was <laughs> sleeping." Yeah, why don't you walk <laughs> under some ladders while you're at it, man? I but, totally um, forgot about that. Yeah, that cat was. Uh, that's, that's funny shit. Um, Sounds but, uh, like a good Alsace trip. But uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> actually, it was an amazing trip. Yeah, it was. It was a, a really great trip. Um, but like there, there are people I could probably never just like rock out to music with and drink and not like have to, to have a conversation specific, or yeah. talk. Like yeah. we, there are other people where I can, I can see myself sitting on a porch and, and wherever and just there's no agenda for a conversation. You just good music, some yeah. good wine or yeah. a good cocktail, and and it's a solid memory. It's and a, it's those albums that you like. You can listen to them, but also they're just on and they're amazing. Like good restaurant music, yeah, you know, man. owning a restaurant. It's like. You have to have those albums that, like, everybody's, the, the restaurant's just humming, you know? It doesn't necessarily grab your attention, but can. Yeah, no, yeah. we, I would, Arthur has said this numerous times when, you know, people have these, uh, it's all tied to memory, right? Like, the yeah. sensory memory, and he's, you know, talks the hypothetical story of, like, oh, somebody goes to Italy, and they come back, and they're like, oh, I had this w- most amazing wine, and we were out in Tuscany, and it was beautiful. And he's like, no, the wine was shit. You were just in fucking Tuscany. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, but, I mean, it's like... Why doesn't it taste the same over here? You're like, because it wasn't good. And so, it was like, like Boone's Farm in high yeah, school, right, you yeah. know? It was, like, not good. But and in those it same ways, right? Like, it's like... <laughs> You know, you have those nostalgic memories of like concerts you've attended, or yeah. t- the first time you heard an album. Like, so still, I'm it a, brings I'm a back these strong, evocative, huge Tom Waits fan. Yeah, um, and it's not just because I have a similar voice, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the every time I hear Alice, oh, um, I love that song. It literally. So the very first time I ever went to Vegas, um, I had that. God, it was like what are those like mini disc things? You know, yeah. like oh, they wow. were, they really they, didn't, yeah. didn't pan out well. Yeah, that didn't go. Um, it was like the the larger ones. I was so lit. Like we too. went to the casino that night. I, literally, we went to Vegas very stupidly because we were there for a buddy that was getting married, and I think I took four hundred bucks for a three day trip, <laughs> and that, that wasn't like that included like food, everything. money, and everything. We had like reservations. And, like, so that was gone the know, first night. It was gone all but like a hundred bucks. And so we went and uh, sat down at a roulette table because we didn't know how to play anything. Right. Like at all. And so we were like, I don't know. I mean, didn't James Bond play roulette? Let's play that. That looks cool. And we walked up and we're like, we don't really know how to play. Can you help? And the lady just rolled her eyes. Yeah, I'm like, right. Oh, damn yeah. It. Welcome Here to Vegas. Yeah. But we ended up really doing well that night. I mean, beginner's lady luck. luck. Which, yeah. yeah, beginner's luck. And we just... We had a stupid amount of money. Nice. And so we turned it. It was a good story. It was a fantastic, well, (laughs) except for by the end of the following night, we were eating food that was left over off of room service trays in our hallway um, because we were completely broke and forgot to even save money back for food. Um, But I wish that was a a lie, but there's actually a photo of me lifting one of the like domes, you know, like scavenging other people's food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it, it was bad. I mean, we, we so we went through. <laughs> this is not the story I was intending to tell. Uh, we were at the MGM Grand, and like each um, elevator bay, like lands, and you have six spokes coming off each hallway that goes all the way down to another like whatever sure. 15, 20 rooms. 
And so we, we hit every spoke for like six floors until we were full. It's like, do you think that's been touched? I don't think so. I don't think I touched that. And um, so, yeah. <laughs> a lot of untouched room service in Vegas. Uh, so, the but, glamour but, of being a restaurateur. But, but before, it might have well, been oh, rubbed this, on a body part, but it wasn't actually consumed. <laughs> this was well, well before I owned restaurants. Well before. I was working in them, but not in any great capacity. But no, what I was going to say is like that very first night, um, I was just laying down and I was just euphoric. I was hammered. Yeah, I just won a bunch of money, and I was like, "Okay, I need to go to bed." It was probably like five a.m., and I kicked on a little Tom Alice, Waits. And yeah, it, it had just come out, so whatever year that was, two thousand two, yeah. probably two thousand one. Yeah. yeah, it was post nine eleven because yep. I remember the TSA thing in Vegas was like really big deal because it was just after nine eleven. So, um, but like to me, every time I hear that song now, I'm like right back on that very first yeah. time I was ever. In Vegas, which is a, the first time is always magic. After that, you're just a, like, oh, a you're junkie. Back. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, chasing the dragon. You know? Exactly. Like, yeah. I've been trying to win that much It's money never as good as the first time. Never, man. Never. <laughs> ah, there's so many fun like uh, directions to go or questions to ask. So I got to ask, like, what was the first? Um, all right. So different, different formats in music. What was the first tape you owned? And then what was the first vinyl did you, that you owned? Wow, probably first tape was probably the Beatles, I guess. Well, how old are you? Uh, 40. 40, okay. Yeah. So you're, not, yeah. you're, you're a little younger than yeah, I am. Yeah. But. yeah, I'm kind of in that range. I think it was the Beatles. I think it was a bootleg from Taiwan, of all places. Right on. Um, I remember it was a little black tape with gold writing. It was probably Rubber Soul. I would think. I listened to that. Yeah, my mom and dad funny had a enough, copy of that. Funny enough. And then um, my first vinyl that I was really into. Um, well, the first one that's you a got, tough one. Even. Yeah, that's a tough one, the first one that I got. We had vinyl, lots of vinyl growing up. Yeah. I was always kind of buying. It was always kind of in my life. There was never like I went to a concert and picked up vinyl. Um, it was probably like Depeche Mode or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. You know, it was probably like Violator. I bet it was in that. It was in that era. <laughs> Do you remember? See, I always ask a different question because, like, I don't remember. I mean, because we were like, we're all approximately the same age, just yeah. right around forty. And it was post that post things vinyl were changing, era. right? Yeah. Like, it was starting to head down yeah. there, but it was still available. Yeah. Like, when I worked at a record really store cassette, when I was sixteen, right? it, it was, was really cassette. cassette. Yeah. So I always ask, like, you know, what was the first album you had, and then what was the first album you bought with your own money? Yeah. Um, and that's I'm always curious about that one, like the first one you bought with your own money. Do you remember? Do you remember Arthur? Uh, what you bought? Both that I got with my own money. Uh, I mean, I was like in elementary school or something, so it was an allowance or some shit. First tape was well, of course. Actually, I'm not talking about like yeah. money you earned. <laughs> well, right, you did some chores. <laughs> Wait, man. There's I got to a certain age where my allowance became like sure. a carton of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like five bucks or anything. So this is well before I was getting the card and the cigarettes. Well, a few years at least. Um, Mozart's Requiem. Oh, wow, nice. Um, yeah. A little dark for yeah, an no. elementary school kid. you threw kid. out a nod to that on the uh, the episode about dive bars. Uh, well, it, yeah, yeah. We're talking about it's, that it's, Mozart. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful piece. Really? Um, that was sure the is. first thing you bought with your own money? I swear to God. And then wow. the album, we went the other direction. It was Rat Out of the Cellar. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I definitely have strong associations with cassettes that we could play in the car, either yeah. my car or friends' cars. One of those was Tom Petty's Full Moon Fever. Oh, yeah. It was a huge one we rolled around. And the other one, was, we had a copy of a copy of a copy of Nirvana. Oh, geez. <laughs> you know, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. a bad copy See, of like Nirvana first, on cassette off the radio. The first thing um, I ever got at all was like a copy, like you said, a copy of a copy of uh, Run DMC's Raisin' Hell. Like oh, my, sure. My it's neighbor down the way yeah. had that, and, and I just felt, the second he kicked on like Peter Piper, I'm like, holy shit. I yeah, mean, that right. was all like groundbreaking. Yeah, totally. Really it was mind-blowing. And the first one I bought with my own money was uh, Licensed to Ill. Oh, um, and nice. I had to beg for awesome. it, because it was right after they started putting the damn... Uh, parental advisories on the label. My mom was like, are you sure this is the one you're wanting to buy? And I was like, this is the one. Well, this is it. But there, there hadn't been enough, it. I guess, enough press that my mom had seen, like Tipper Gore and the PMRC hadn't really uh, gotten through to my mom. So she was like, okay, I guess. I'm like, all right, kick ass. We do uh, license to ill in here. Oh, no way. And we do a Brass that? Monkey, which was oh, a, I did which was a Hoobline product back in the day. Yep. Um, wow. But we, we, you can recreate it yourself. I have had it. I'm not <laughs> kidding, man. 
It's been uh, it's been a couple decades. Do a Brooklyn but, in there, so that's a, that's another that's another classic album. So much fun. Yeah, no, such and, a good party. I mean, you still put that album on. Everyone's like, all right, yeah. yeah. So I was curious about that because when you're thinking about the pairings with music, and this is where the debate started happening, right? Yeah, and it's just like with. Movies too, because you said you did the movie yeah. experience. Like, okay, it was a well, little easier because sometimes the cocktails are in the movies. Well, so that's exactly yeah. where I was going with that. Yeah. So, like in the albums, like okay, if you got Jockey Full of Bourbon, like okay, well then it's gonna be a bourbon. Right. I mean, that's a song, not an album. But right. um, you know, yeah. I but know, so, like, know. I mean, are you literally like trying to draw out of the song or be sometimes. like, man, here's the atmosphere this is creating. Yeah, it just needs this. It from, needs a shot in a beer. Yeah, or from another. Well, for sure. I mean, so we found like the Rolling Stones were like the apparently Mick Jagger called that first American tour the. Um, tequila Sunrise and Cocaine Tour. So we're like, well, that's that. We're putting Tequila Sunrise in here. Easy and enough. Keith was, <laughs> Keith, and yeah, easy enough. if it's yeah, legal it, in it, your jurisdiction. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, and then Keith is always shown with a Coke, a Jack, and a Coors. So we're like, well, that's that. Um, so there's some stuff. That, we have some that are puns. There's like a Brandy Alejandro for Lady Gaga for her Alejandro song. We do a St. Cecilia punch for Simon and Garfunkel for the St. Cecilia song. There's some that are, that are just obvious things. But then um, we like do a moonwalk, which is a great, uh, great drink that was actually created for Charles Lindbergh when he crossed over. Uh, I'm sorry, for John Glenn when he walked on the moon. I was thinking the aviation there for a second. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, like, I was like where was am like, I going with this? They were well ahead <laughs> of their time. <laughs> <laughs> what are these days? History. We're going to be on the moon. proof that the, what never happened. Um, so we do a moonwalk with, with Michael Jackson. Otherwise, uh, as I was saying a little bit ago, we found we struck gold with Blondie. We found the bl original Blondie cocktail from Max's Kansas City in New York. Um, so we did try to find out like what the artists were drinking at the time, what they were really into. Or some of it is just like the white stripes. Let's do a bourbon tasting. Like what else would you listen to with the white stripes? I mean, there's plenty of things. But, sure, yeah. But, um, you know, some of it was just vibe. You know, what do what do these drinks demand? Yeah. I mean, there's some fun stuff. You know, we do uh, Isaac Hayes. We do hot butter rum for, you know, <laughs> nice. the hot buttered soul. So some of it's kind of obvious, obvious sure. stuff to, but you know, we really tried to grab a good cradle of the great cocktails to make sure that if somebody's just a vinyl head and they're picking this book up, by the time they roll through this book a little bit, they'll have made themselves some great drinks. Um, well, I just happened to flip over to the aviation uh, yeah, page because I, I absolutely love it. So did you put did the aviation go up with Purple Rain because it is a purple aviation? I was just yeah. cocktail. Yes. Well, it was period yes. with, with Prince. Okay, yeah. cool. No, that's great. Well, you also did a, and I really love this idea, like the side A and side B, right? Like, so yeah. you've got like... It's kind of the idea that if you you put an album on, you can fix yourself a drink and drink it pretty much in the time it takes to flip the record. Right, yeah. And uh, flip it to the side B. I mean, we have a couple um, albums in there that are four four sides. Um, some of those are in like the make out seduce section, you know, so you got an extra long time. You do have to keep you do have to keep interrupting the makeout session to flip the record, but Hold on, that's baby, just the problem. Right with, yeah, exactly. Oh, that just time for a Gatorade. Right. So, we have Spotify now. We don't have to worry about that. Exactly. Uh, that is another question, and that just brought another one back to to, to mind. So, um, like just on impulse, like first memory that comes to mind, like paired with a song, just like off the top of your mind, because I was initially, like while we were talking about this, I've just kind of been thinking about, you know, things in my past and, and music that I was playing. And my first thought was uh, down in Guatemala doing the the combo, the frog poison, and then listening to Danzig. Um, <laughs> uh, this is how the gods kill or whatever wow, it's called. I'm glad we worked Danzig into this. Is he's, he not in, he's not oh, in here, but okay. I, you know, Danzig, man. Yeah, so, so awesome. <laughs> that was a memory. And then you just said, you know, make out and had to just, like stop. And <laughs> when I was a way oh, young man. teenager, I was making out with this girl. <laughs> And the the music was on a, a loop of Hotel California. Oh, oh God! And it just That's went on. Terrible. It just went on for hours. Was it a waterbed? Yeah, could we just right. no shit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. Midwest the waterbed in the, in the double waterbed wide. in the basement. Yeah, Fuck yeah. And it like I still so good. I can't listen to Hotel California because I made out to it for like three hours. <laughs> did, you, did you have like a go to album when you were like your your make out? Yeah, was I your... still got them, man. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> I have fucking play playlists. What's the playlist? Like, what's, oh, the, yeah. what's the top well, of the playlist for making out? I named my playlist according to moods. Okay, sure. So, like, if you were to flip through, there's, like, okay, anger um, <laughs> is one of them. And then, like, uh, melancholy <laughs> is another one. And rage is another one. I got one that's, like, really depressing called suicide. Um, <laughs> and, by the way, that's an odd conversation to have. Yeah. Like, if you're ever driving down the road and you're like, hey, what's your suicide playlist? <laughs> A lot of people look at you kind of funny, you know? <laughs> 
And, uh, I had a, we just played this game actually at a dinner party where you had to choose your Desert Island albums. And I started choosing stuff like mm. The Cure, the, you know, all this is like sad music. And people were like, you have Sad Island. And I'm like, yeah, you guys can all have a have Party Island. Come visit Sad you, Island you, once in a while. I mean, you're going to need it. You know, you're out in the tropics. You're going to need some sad out there every once in a while. Just come on over and visit. But I'm kind of um, the same. It's like, you know, you can build a playlist. It's like, oh, this is sad. Well, I mean, it's, I've got playlists Which, that so are... so often the sad music is like the romance music too, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, we yeah. all listen to like Cure is so. like the makeout album, right? right? There's, I mean, there's that's like what... Sex You Up Sad and then there's like right. you know, right. Depressing right. Sad. Right. Really? Damien like, Rice is like, yeah. I'm going to open a fucking yeah, there's sort of So there's like emo sad, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like this uh, deep dude, you know? And you, we again, we've talked about it on our, our Dive Bars episode with, uh, with David Andrzejczyk, but... I was a jazz musician, and so, <laughs> so like, I wasn't going to kick on, like, Ornette Coleman, or, like, some great, you know, so, like, my go-to was always Wynton Marsalis' oh. Standard Time Volume 2. Oh, sure, I know and that album, like, that's fantastic. It's, like, super chill, and you're, oh, like... Oh, yeah, I've definitely I like, made out to that album. <laughs> right, I, mean, I feel like the dude on, like, Family Guy, like, giggity. Like, yeah. Nothing like a little horn music to get him going. Kids make out music today, which is probably like you know XX or or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. XX would be a good good option for these days. So did, so did you feel like the old guy when you were going through and doing this? Because I mean, you, we're about the same age, and there's I, times when I go through with some of these new albums, and I'm like, I just. And I don't want to be the old guy. I really don't. But sometimes it's just hard for me. Some of the newer music. Right, man, we're the it was definitely hard to go up into modern times and be like, are we going to try and decide what's going to be classic in 10 years? No, we can't right. do that. So that got a little iffy. Like, you know, some stuff has been reissued. Uh, like I was a big Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's fan. It didn't, they didn't end up in the book because at the time their album was, it just got reissued this year, but it was $300. So oh while we were doing this book, we had to really look through like, what from our era can you actually even get on vinyl? Oh, because right. it tended to be like very small pressings or Japanese pressings only and that kind of stuff. And I didn't feel old though cuts. because you know what's crazy is the cradle of vinyl is still... 15 years, 20 years older than us, right? It's guys in their 60s. Yeah. And that, you know, and it's, um, so part of the book was getting stuff that wasn't, you know, just 70s white dude rock, which was kind of, I mean, that's probably 60, 70% right, of everything right. that was pressed, right? Is like, you know, Yes and the Eagles and, you know, that kind of stuff, which is all great stuff. Santana, you know, it's all, <laughs> oh, but, dude, but you it's, got um, do- you got doggy style in here. Nice. Oh, yeah. Just, we, we, are make out for, albums. we are old enough now that that is an old school album. But Do you right. have a cocktail for the Big Lebowski? Well, it's got to be a white yeah, because You just said the Eagles and everything. Yeah. He's in the taxi. Uh-huh. He's like, man, I've had a long day. I hate <laughs> the fucking Eagles. Get the fuck out of my cab. Uh, <laughs> the, the Big Lebowski is the... Um, What's the drink he drinks with the creamer at the end? Oh, the, the yeah, white, Russian. white Russian. Yeah, yeah. yeah tons yeah. of sounds like his hat's white yeah, Russian. It's so great, that, that clip. And in fact, yeah, I do presentations sometimes, and I show that clip, and everyone's like, oh, one of the best cocktail moments in cinema. It's funny, driving in today, uh, knowing that we were going to link up this afternoon, um, I was thinking, like, oh, you know, what are the most obvious pairings, right? Like, we right. talked about, like, okay, you know, Tom Waits, and like an old-fashioned right. Uh, you know, again, I was like, eh, brandy would be cool. Be real yeah. cool with a brand, with a yeah, nail it's in true. it. Yeah, true. Like, I was thinking, like, man. So I'm a I'm a big rum drinker. Sure, no surprise. So um, he likes to listen yeah. to Caribbean Queen when he's drinking. But I was thinking of like, what would I pair a daiquiri with? I'm like, shit, man. It had to Billy be Cuban. Ocean. Well, I was like, it had to be Cuban. And I was like, it, I was like, man, I don't know, Buena Vista Social Buena Club. Vista. Yeah, I literally yeah. just oh, opened no, the no. book and I there flipped it, it and there it is. Like, yep. Yeah, it's exactly what it yeah, is. I saw that when I looked through earlier. You know, for Tiki lovers, uh, for Tiki, I, I was think listening I to talk, t- Talking Heads, <laughs> yeah, Remain in Light. Yeah, 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 I saw that. I was looking through. I was like, oh. And uh, it's like just the Afro beats. It's like, oh, this is so Tiki. What would you pair with Tiki? Man, I don't know. It would depend. There's so many, yeah. so many out there. But I mean, Tiki's kind of got I mean, this built-in pairings. Calypso when I, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's got built-in pairings, right? Because yeah. you got like Martin Denny and Arthur yeah, Lyman. Right. And stuff, it's got its so. own genre. For, I mean, like Quiet yeah. Village to me, just that's. I want to listen to that and drink yeah. like flowery, cool, boozy drinks that'll knock you on your ass. Yeah, maybe they'll let me do a part, you know, a second part of this, and it'll just be lounge. But you need really <laughs> short, really <laughs> short albums because we were we're going through this process, and anybody that's opened a tiki bar out there or has ha- drank at them and had or made them at home, I guess, really would be more yeah. to the to the point. Yeah. Um, our grandfathers and great grandfathers were some hardcore motherfuckers. Oh yeah. Because each one of those drinks is like three and a half, four ounces of booze. I'm oh, like, yeah. you can't serve those. <laughs> You're gonna sell one cocktail and two on yeah. the second one, they're gonna be throwing up in the bathroom. <laughs> you know? It'll so, be that party. Right. Yeah. So like you're gonna wake up in the morning, you're gonna hear the needle on the like, you know, the paper, like 
<laughs> oh, oh shit did I have two zombies last night yeah it's like do these people just not like each other very much and they just wanted to like hit themselves over the head with a hammer and you know yeah, out, right. out they go <laughs> yeah I mean it's crazy I'm just like guilty we're trying yeah, to that's how they had the, the, those key parties right you're just like ah, oh, you know have a couple cocktail, tiki cocktails and go home with whoever <laughs> the, the genesis of this book, though, man, I mean, like, again, we keep talking about how cool it is, and this is exactly the, what happened when I brought the copy in, but, yeah. like, the idea of of pairing, I mean, obviously, you've done a couple books where you were pairing with non-food items yeah. already, so yeah. is that where that came from, or you were just yeah, like... Yeah, kind of, although this was like, I have a, a turntable at home, I grew up with one, I was a musician, I was a bass player um, for a number of years. <laughs> Sorry, I'm but, laughing, because yeah, like, well, all of us in the cocktail business yeah. are always bass I'm a bass player, <laughs> like, we all end up in the restaurant industry, or service industry. It's totally industry, true. So, um, so it was just, it, and it seemed like there was this, some, something, not only something happening, like, culturally, where vinyl is back uh, in a big way. And you're seeing, you know, these little turntables, Fred Urban Outfitters or wherever. The kids these days are picking these things up, um, which is actually really cool because, you know, uh, it's like 60 bucks to get in to get a turntable. When I was getting out of high school or going, you know, getting out of college, you still had to go to a stereo a hi-fi store. Yeah. And the guy was like, well, your turntable is 200 dollars and then your amp is 300 and then you have to get great speakers. And those were 400. And you're like, wow, it's like a grand just to play vinyl, you yeah. know, th- to take my parents vinyl. Um, so it's kind of cool that the bar has, has lowered, but I also just think that they were just two, um, hobbies that collided, but I feel like they collide for a lot of people. It's like people are, I mean, booze and music certainly are, you know, more so than people would think. And, and, and I'd say strongly on an unconscious level. I mean, I don't really think about that. And then just during this conversation, I mean, I've had all kinds of like, yeah, that happened. That happened. I remember that track. What am I going to listen to when I get in the car? Remind yeah, me of right? my life of debauchery. Well, some of us, I feel like I have a, you guys are like this. You have these soundtracks already to your lives. You know, I have, you know, oh, I got so my many theme people music. Have, like, yeah, so yeah. many people I'm have these soundtracks. They're really into music. And those are so often the people that are really into cocktails or really into wine, like just really into like the pleasurable things in existence, you know? So it's fun to bring two things that are like, God, I can't imagine life without music and vinyl, and I can't imagine life without cocktails. I'm just kind of throwing them together in a, in a, a lifestyle book, although I hit that word. But, you know, it's a, it is kind of like a, a lifestyle book. Like, and it is just the beginning of the conversation, you know? I've had people be like, God, you nailed this one, and then the next person will be like, that's not what I drink with that at all. And I'm like, that's perfect. That's yeah. the whole point. I mean, we, tr- you know, we tried. It we, really we is. Did, we it's did like, what we could. It's almost like a game, you know. It, it yeah. keeps the conversation going. Yeah, we should have had a little like Yahtzee piece of paper <laughs> fall out in the back and be like, "What are your parents? <laughs> Send them in. We want to hear." Maybe no, people, w- maybe people can start emailing us. Uh, b- I better was thinking parents. that like it would be real be cool if you cool. like had like uh, like a <clears throat> on your website just like people like throwing out like or like a message board, not like actually. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because God, you get no, thousands be of people. No, it could do a message board. And after this airs, you're gonna have like at least three more people. <laughs> I love like seeing my mom, Arthur's mom. <laughs> we have tons of uh, listeners, at least at least three, maybe four. I love seeing people on Instagram, especially take pictures well, we might of the have drinks with Craig Harrington. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 and fans of his wine. And fans. Whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna lose the whole whole generation of young so many. There goes there goes our revenue they, stream. I, yeah, whatever. You're not gonna be in the next Psalm movie. <laughs> don't fucking get oh, me started. Man. Man. I, don't yeah. open, don't I, open that. Yeah, that's another dear, whole podcast. I have lots of dear friends that were in that movie, and I was there when they filmed it. And the the guy who did it actually asked to interview me, and I'm like, dude, you don't you don't want to hear what I have to say. <laughs> well, so gonna, he just did. So yeah, here's, yeah. here's what you avoided. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Dodge the um, bullet. So, uh, um, what the fuck did I have a thought of? Um, is there what, what else are you doing here in Indy before you take off? Do you have any time here at all? We are at Hotel Tango tonight. Um, oh, okay. And that's about it from like six to nine. That'll I think be we're a doing some. Venue. Yeah. And it's a beautiful night, man. It's yeah. a gorgeous fucking day. So we've day. got this 30 foot truck. So this has been hilarious. I've been like, I'm going to start a travel agency just for when you have a 30 foot truck. Like, where are you going to pull up across America? Because we've really found all the parking lots. Is it a bus? Yeah, it's an old bread truck that they reconverted and it's just got a bunch of turntables in it. That's There's what I was going to Three ask. listening so stations and a jukebox this? in it. Are you yeah. like, I mean, are you like DJing a party or? I can. I haven't done a whole lot of that yet. We usually just, you know, the bar will just play a playlist and then I'm selling books and talking to people and people can come on the van and play right the jukebox. So, 
and I'm riding with uh, driver Dylan, who you know knows everything about the Crosley stuff. And yeah, is super your sister cool. on this with you? Yeah, yep, she's coming in tonight. So. She's flying though. Yeah, so she's, she's flying. Yeah, she's taking the flying route. She's no yeah. sucker. She's yeah. not driving. <laughs> well, that, that's cool. You no, guys she, can can do this in tandem because there's no fucking way in hell I could do anything in like tandem with my sister. I was gonna yeah, ask that no. as well, like how that because we, obviously it's going well, and I get along really well with my sister. But you guys would never get anything done. That's the point, <laughs> you guys right? Would have fun, but be a lot never. of debates, and we would also be drunk, and yeah, it's like, well, well, that's a good, that's good. Like too. we paired old fashions with. Uh, old fashions, I think. Yeah. You know? <laughs> All night long. Right. Um, yeah, we were just far enough apart in age, I think. And what was funny is we both independently be- got into Food and Bev. So she became this, like, cheese writer. Um, she- she's working on another cheese book now. And then I did sort of food, but also kind of ended up in Bev. Um, and it just worked. The first book happened. And it's just been a crazy, like... Road so far. We're basically four years into this weird, like, the first book's a fluke. The second book is like, well, that's cool. By the third book, you're like, oh shit, well, this is like a thing. Like, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, what's next? We're like, we don't know. We're taking a little time off. So is writing your full time gig now? It pretty much is. I still I do a little consulting for restaurants. I did some stuff for the last few months, um, but I'm still figuring it out. I had a years ago. I had a desk job and I left it just to to jump out into the world. I ended up having a restaurant and selling out of that. So I'm kind of living like year to year, project to project, which is which is pretty great. And I'm like, there's always a cube waiting for me if I want to <laughs> go back, you know. Um, so I uh, so at, right now it's it's this so. No, it's great. Man. Like, this sounds awesome. It does sound awesome. I mean, you know, like I, I've never had a chance to like road trip across the country and yeah. like, to do it with like a welcome wagon, like when you arrive. It'd be right? really, really cool. The and the truck brings, you know, attention because it's cool. It's got um, like the dogfish head guy art on the on it. So people are just, it's like a bug zapper. We roll up. Yeah. People of all ages are like, what is this? And like, we're not even trying to sell you anything. I mean, you could buy the book, but you know what I mean? We're not trying to, we're not like a hard sell. It's like, come aboard, listen to some vinyl. The, the, it has all this vinyl on the wall. You can listen to it. It's got a um, turntable system on it, um, a number of them. Um, but yeah, it's been cool. And what's been really amazing is I've been to these cities. Some of them I hadn't been there for 10 years. And you can see what's happening in these bars and restaurants across the U.S., just how cool these towns are now. So, you know, you, Pittsburgh is so cool. Since you was so cool. You have been driving around Ohio and Indy, so i yeah. got to ask, how yeah. many meth labs have you seen? <laughs> uh, no meth labs unless they were covered by billboards that says hell is real. I was going to say, and, and it's a good <laughs> thing you brought your own oh, music, yeah. because yeah. when you drive across the Midwest, it's like football, 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 yep. evangelical, evangelical, it, Rush Limbaugh, football, football, It's kind of crazy, except that when you get these cities you don't get that vibe at all i mean i'm lucky i'm in going to like bookstores right, and stuff right, too right. and cool restaurants but just based on the amount of cool <laughs> the places the hillbillies yeah. don't go <laughs> yeah, right bookstores <laughs> yeah but it's cool <laughs> restaurants <laughs> we're on hillbilly island <laughs> yeah just down the street from yeah. sad island <laughs> i don't have a hillbilly playlist i don't want one either no i don't no, want you don't have any you don't have any dog your porch collapsed on multiple dogs soundtrack <laughs> Oh God! You have any pairings out there, Arthur? Like one of your go-to pairings? Oh, I thought you asked about any babies out there. Yeah, you have any babies out there? What? You wouldn't know. Probably gotta drink that away. Uh, Like uh, any like music and and booze pairings? Yeah. Um. Oh God, what would it be? I could probably think of like different inebriants that would be great for certain music. You know, like. if you were doing amphetamine, something like Nine Inch Nails Burn. You know? <laughs> it's like growing up, me and my friends, we could never finish that song without just kicking the shit out of each other. You know, it was like this weird Lord of the Flies right. thing. Um, I was thinking about that. Like, you know, I mean, Arthur and I listened to a lot of metal. And, yeah. Uh, I was like, obviously, not not a whole lot of metal. There's not a lot here, of metal in here. Heavy, no. There's some. There's some. Yeah, heavy we stuff. got ACDC in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we fell but in I was like, love it all over again. Everything just pretty much pairs with shots when you're yeah, listening. Right. Like, or just like neat bourbon or or something yeah. like that. You know, Nyquil, <laughs> Nyquil, <laughs> right? Nyquil, amphetamine, one fifty one, speedballs, <laughs> right? Yeah. Wow, Nyquil. I didn't. I guess that that's like a thing in like the. Rap industry or something like aren't there rappers yeah. that drink way too much Nyquil or something? I think so. Either that or Robitussin, if that's still on the shelf. Yeah, I mean, I did that when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you're in you know middle school. You go to the CVS or Walgreens. You'd steal like thirty Nyquil gel caps, take them, and you know that's that's an interesting trip. Don't try that at home, kids. <laughs> I'm not condoning that, or nor did I ever do that. <laughs> Um, but that does make for a segue to music appropriate for various hallucinogenics. 
Um, obviously, you know, Pink Floyd's an easy one in there. That's a gimme, yeah. 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 Yeah, and, and deep, d- just real. Did you deep have anything cuts. paired like Pink Floyd, The Wall? We do Pink Floyd. Uh, I think yeah. Dark Side we though, do right? The Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, we do an Eclipse cocktail. Um, yeah, we have a couple fun ones for Pink Floyd. Which is, I know one is the Eclipse cocktail. I'm not sure what the other one was. I'll look it up here. Or Rush. There's no Rush in the book, which I know that Rush has come up um, fairly often on the tour here. People, yeah. they're just talking about Rush. I was actually uh, yeah. thinking about that as well. Like, I mean, I was like, well, you know, they were just so omnipresent, you know, in the 70s and 80s. Nothing? Nothing yeah. in there at all? Clean? Or are you looking for it? Oh, okay. I was looking for the for the dark side of the moon just to remind myself what the other one besides the eclipse was. So It was a fun one. You, how long, how much longer do you have on the go. tour? Uh, we are just going to Nashville. Um, we'll be in Nashville through next week. Oh, that'd be a great city um, for this. Yeah. yeah, and then we're going to Grimey's, which is a great record store. Uh, they so by have the time any, anybody hears this episode, yeah, you know, we'll be there. It, it'll have happened. We'll be there. <laughs> and then we leave Crosley, and then we're doing um, some of the rest of the, the United States. We're doing Seattle and Portland in June. Uh, we're hitting Chicago as well, and then doing Southern California. Um, throughout kind of to finish out the year. So it ended up being kind of a national tour, but for the van, it's just the New York to Nashville bit. So I mean, it, uh, who, and I get, forgive me for asking, like who's bankrolling this? Is this like? You know, it's cross between Crosley and us. For okay, basically, say, we take- From the book? Yeah, or? we basically take the advance and we just throw it right back into the promotion of the book. Got so it. it is not a money-making adventure by any means. But for us, you know, these days, you only get so much support and you just have to go out and hoof it. Yeah. So the days of publishers sending people on expensive um, or throwing big parties and putting them on expensive tour are over. Yeah, So sure. it's just kind of cobbled together, you know, well, just getting a, ourselves, just getting myself across the country in a truck. It's, it's a hell of a way to see the country. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've, I've road dogged it cross country a few times um, and it's, it can, it's, it's cool. It can be a very cool trip. It yeah. can also be very exhausting. And, and oh yeah, and, it's hard. I mean, we've been doing taxing. the van takes about a half hour to set up and a half hour to break down. We've been doing two events per city. So wow. after our event at nine o'clock at night, we're like, should we go out and check out this city? No, let's go to sleep because we were on the road at seven in the morning again. Oh man! So it's been we've been grinding it out, but it's still just been fun because I mean. We're all, all lucky to be in an industry that people really have like a visceral reaction to things. And they, they come up to you and are like, I really blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, I get people that come on the truck that are 70 years old. They're like, oh, I gave away my vinyl collection. This is so cool. This is happening. I get 10-year-olds on the truck. Like, yeah, I'm asking for that for Christmas, one of these little $60 turntables. You know, so I'm, I feel like I'm lucky to just kind of like... I just, mainly, we Dylan and I stand on the truck and like let people share what their story with vinyl or alcohol is, which is pretty rad, you know? Yeah, man. We just get some great stories, and it's amazing how people are like, some guy just like stopped in traffic today, and he's like, that is the most amazing van. It's just like vinyl and booze, and he's like, yeah, and he's like, you can die on that van, man. <laughs> and we're like, we're trying not to, <laughs> but right. totally. Yeah, you do have a point. Like, if we ditch this van, like, what a great way to go. <laughs> Forget vaginas. It's just just vinyl van. and booze. That's it. Arthur touched on it a little bit before we got rolling here today, um, and. Um, so, you, I mean, you've combined two things that are kind of like seen as dying media, right? Yeah, like, I right. mean, you've got print books and vinyl. Obviously, vinyl's having a big resurgence. I don't know if books quite are because, you know, there's so much information out there. And, I mean, magazines are having a hard time yeah. making money these days. Print is tough. And so, I mean, you've just rolled out with a really beautiful book. Um, I, myself, I have we thousands <laughs> that I've gotten yeah. rid of over my lifetime, but I still have hundreds and hundreds of books left, and obviously including this one. But I mean, how that route to go, you know, back into print or the decision to go into print and do this instead of just yeah, it's doing kinda, it like a blog or whatnot. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, we're, they say we're in the golden era of cookbooks, which includes cocktail books. And while print is dying and, you know, all the borders and everything is closed, these independents have, are, are really strong and they're kind of kicking back. But people tend to want to own, physically own cocktail books and, and cookbooks because they're, whether they're in their kitchen, they want to take notes. Or a lot of people that I know say, I mean, I had a guy last night who was like, I've, I own 100 co- cocktail books. I've never made anything out of any of them. They're like fantasy books for me. Yeah. I like sit at home and I make myself... I pour myself some bourbon on the rocks and I'll read your book. 
And he's like, that's my relationship with it. And it's like, I think there's a lot of that where these are like these fantasy books for people. there's a lot of like cookbooks out there that literally are not designed for that. Like the French yeah. Laundry Cookbook, Noma. Yeah, yeah you're not Nobody's making that stuff. Cook. Yeah, no. right. You just like, want to see it. You want to be a part of it. I'm going to make my own version of uh, Noma's play Yeah, we here. try to be make it much more approachable. Like, I really want people to, like, go home and make a damn cocktail for Led Zeppelin, you know? Like, go do it. Because there's only, like, three, you know, three or four ingredients. That's why I dig, like, books personally. And I'm with, I totally understand that. With, yeah. like, cocktail books and cookbooks I want to have in my hand. Uh, because I flip back and forth. And it's really hard to do that on an iPad or your phone or whatnot, like, oh, I'm going to skip between well, page 300 and page four. Yeah, when I'm looking up something, I will look online and I'll look, for, I'll like tag like four different recipes and kind of combine them. And I'm like, all right, who does, you know, what about making like a chicken curry or something like who makes the best chicken curry? But at the end of it, you're like, well, that wasn't that much fun. I rather would have looked through a book right. and just pulled one recipe that's really good yeah. and like gotten out of my comfort zone a little bit. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like yeah, totally, sometimes man. you're just like, if you, if you go look at Manhattan, read about Manhattan's variations all day long mm -hmm. online, you're not going to make yourself one. I mean, right. you might, but it's not nearly as nice as just like either picking up like this book or like Meehan's book or somebody's book that's got a great Manhattan recipe in it. Yeah. You know? So. Meehan's book's great. Yeah. Um, I, know, <laughs> I know that you've got an event across the street here in a yeah. few minutes. Um, but before we let you go here today, we always ask everybody the same question because we're we, we might be working on our own book. We don't even know. I like, probably I, I are. Think we need to, we need to do it. We're edging closer and closer. We just need to keep, you know, plugging forward and what we... It'll also only be about four pages because we keep getting the same <laughs> answers for you know. just a collection of stickies. Here's all of the people that agreed with option number one. Here's all of the people that agreed with option we, number two. We've got two. a lot of diversity. We have. Um, but uh, what's what's your hangover cure? Wow, my hangover cure these days is exercise. I find that just getting out and moving, there's nothing worse than like lying in bed. I mean, I used to pop ibuprofen. I used to do Pedialyte. I used to think like, oh, citrus is the way forward. And now it's like just a good sweat, man. Just good. <laughs> just, just, and yeah. it can make you feel dizzy and weird, but when you're in really bad shape, you just got to get it yourself out of bed or, you know, you end up watching a trilogy and losing your day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, end up, yeah. you end up watching something like, it is a oh, really, I'll just watch all of the Star Wars today <laughs> instead of getting up. <laughs> it's an effective way to get rid of the hangover. It's just the most miserable one. It is the worst way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The best last worst, like you could do, I think is like hot yoga. Oh, uh, just uh, all, the, yeah. all the twists and the heat. Uh, and that sounds like a way to really give yourself uh, you're gonna some bad muscle up problems. You're going to sneak the fucking room. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> who, had, who had scotch last night? Well, I will have to say though, um, my sister used to work for the Hyatt, um, and so I got the employee rate when yeah. I would go to Hyatt. But the one in Seattle is freaking beautiful. It's the Grand Hyatt, a half a block from Rumbo, which is a little dangerous uh, <laughs> for me. But there's a sauna there, so like I would oh, actually yeah, set well, my right. alarm for like an hour earlier than I really wanted to be up, and, and I would go force sweat myself to just go sweat it out. And then it works, right? It, it does totally. Yeah. And it's so I could get the sweating. You drink a lot. Actually, of have to do hot <laughs> yoga or going to the gym. Yeah, which is also why there's a going to be a little. Uh, sauna area in my new home to try to knock out this uh, whenever it's fucking done yeah. you, just need to, you need to put some sauna in there maybe you need a sauna in the tiki bar oh, a secret awesome. employee sauna for downstairs <laughs> for, your scorpion bowl and sweat it out the employees <laughs> that come in early in the morning right. you look like shit you need to go spend 30 minutes in the sauna <laughs> you know, you're not clocking in until you spend a half hour in the sauna today. nice and go right sweat it for out. service go sweat it out well, so, uh, how can people follow you I mean obviously um, the, the book is, is, is booze and vinyl yeah we had, it's booze and vinyl like, com, and we have our tour dates on there we got tour dates all the way up through October right now um, we have another website that's with the Darlingtons that's sort of all of the rest of the books and projects that we do um, but basically, if you go to www.boozeandvinyl.com, you'll be able to find us. Are you on Instagram? We're on Instagram as with the Darlingtons. Okay. Um, just W-I-T-H, the Darlingtons. Um, yeah, we're on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, all of the socials. All the socials. <laughs> all that stuff. Uh, we're, we're all old guys. We're, yeah, on, reach out. Get send on us, the Facebook and MySpace. Yeah, send us an email. Uh, send us an email. Shoot it. You know, tag us on Instagram with, with what you're pairing. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I know we got some fun things coming up. Um, Ed and I just found out that if we can behave ourselves, we're going to be doing a live thing at PopCon. We? Nice. Yeah. We, we, if just, we can behave ourselves? <laughs> me. Me? Uh, if me. Arthur can behave himself. <laughs> yes, we're going to be doing, uh, at some point in June, we're going to be doing a, uh, a live podcast at Indie PopCon with... Uh, I, I don't know. I don't Good know. Fucking swords and There's battle axes. There's so many cool celebrities happen. and stuff going to be, be ninjas. There. 
Uh, well, he, yeah, yeah. Um, Arthur just needs to get into his closet to get his Viking like clothing yep. out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not even like an effort. <laughs> no, it's not even in the two-handed axe. It's, it's, yeah. it's actually like it's on the wall. It's, it's like <laughs> I wonder if they'll let you go in with actual weapons, or if they have to be like foam. <laughs> They probably got to be some worse. I'm guessing they're not going to let you in with a battle axe. <laughs> they might. I don't, I don't know. know. But. Maybe I could sneak it in. <laughs> I don't know. Small on my back. Yeah, Something. well, hey, we're going to be, uh, or at least I'm going to try to drop by to yeah, your event tonight. Awesome. Um, It'll be great. Much right across the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on over. Yeah. It'll be great. Well, we'll get the truck set up by six. I'm going to uh, go get laser beamed. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. You got to go get your yeah. new eyes, man. Yeah, go, see. go get some, uh, some new goggles. Best of luck. But um, good luck with the rest of the tour, man. Thanks so I much. I think it's awesome. I um, like I, we mentioned before we got started. I'd love to talk to you about the whole you know process behind the the yeah, processes absolutely. and yeah, learn about that. This has been fascinating and cool. Like I um, I look forward to like open up the binding on this book and, and hanging out with some people and just kind of you know it, it, the, the the book it just it it. it it spawns conversation. Yeah. I mean, yeah. memories awesome. and, and conversation and, and good times and good music. Um, so definitely check it out. And that was boozeandvinyl.com. Boozeandvinyl.com. Yeah. Thank you guys right for on. having me on. Hey, so cheers, awesome. Guys. Cheers. Absolutely. Ding, ding. Salute.